welcome to a new episode of Spiritual Spiral. Thank you guys so much for joining us and sticking with us every week. Since we've been on here, it's, I think this is like our 12th episode or something. Um, if you're new, I just wanted to clue you in as to what you're doing. Um, I'm Sam Davidson, and this is my good friend, Sari Cohen, and we're both journalists and we are obsessed with spirituality. Maybe deep down we have some powers, but we haven't really tapped into them yet. And we just have so many questions. And so we have had every single week, some of the best psychics, mediums, and healers, uh, meditation coaches, like all these amazing people to give you guys resources during these crazy times and to ask the hard hitting questions that you all might be thinking, um, but you don't know who to ask. So that's why we're here. This week, we have an amazing guest, um, Jennifer Kraus. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. So I'm super excited. Uh, she's a friend of Teresa's who we had on a couple months ago who does amazing work. Jennifer is a psychic and medium, but it goes beyond that. She's also an energy healer and a teacher, and she's also a licensed massage therapist and yoga teacher, and she uses all of her skills with spirituality and incorporates them into all of the different work that she does, which I think is so cool and special. So um, it's an honor. Thank you so much. Was that, was that a good intro? Did I, did I get some of it? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, first of all, I have done my research on you and looked, you know, through your journey and seen what you're all about, but I would love to know um, how you got started and how your yoga practice maybe kind of started pointing you in the right direction to get in touch with your spiritual side. Yeah. Um, thank you, Sam, for saying that because that really is when it's, um, when it really started showing its face to me um, in my life. Like, I like to say like, I've always been this way because I think we, we always have. It's just when we chose to see it for ourselves. Um, and, and that was through yoga. Um, I was going through some stressful times being a parent. Um, my son was, um about three years old at the time um this is um seven and a half a, a little over seven and a half years ago and i looked to find something to de-stress and i thought yoga was really weird and my friend did it and she kept trying to get me to go to classes um over and over and over and over again and i just kept uh ignoring her and saying no 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 until the point where I, I like I had no choice. I had to do something where I was going to spiral even even worse than the place that I was. And so I and so I did it, and it really showed me. It really showed me my reflection. And to be honest, it was very scary. It was very scary, but I kept doing it, and mostly because. I had paid for a month, like in advance. <laughs> so like, I didn't want to quit because I'd paid for it already. So really it was because I was too cheap to walk away. Otherwise I would have ran out the door because it was so scary to, to see it, that I really didn't know myself at all. And that I was really messed up in my head. My, I held everything in. 
I wasn't able to think very clear. Um, I was very reactive. I, I really was living in a reactive, closed off state, state of mind, just very like sheltered. Um, and they're reminding me to share that I wore like three layers of clothes, like in a, in like a heated yoga class. Like that's how afraid I was of like showing who I really was. Um, so that I, I was hooked after the teacher said, don't, don't have any judgment with this practice. Cause it, it, it is the Ashtanga yoga method. So it's, it's different than a teacher leading the class. Um, and she said, don't have any judgment to it until you're done the whole, um, I actually think it was eight weeks, but it was one class a week. Um, so it was eight weeks, not, not a month, but um, I waited until the end and I was, I was hooked. I was hooked. Um, I bawled my eyes out probably like the third or fourth week because um, I couldn't remember anything that she taught me. I just stood there and was like, I can't remember anything that she taught me. Um, so yeah, yoga, yoga really showed me that I didn't know who I was, but I also had the power to change that. And so by the, by the last class, I realized how far I'd gotten just in those classes. Cause I went back to the first class and was like, wow, I couldn't even do a sun salutation. One, I couldn't even do one sun salutation without like huffing and puffing and like really having a hard time and then by the time i was done with what i had paid for i felt like a completely different person and so i just was hooked from there and it's it allows space for me to show up exactly how i am in that moment and it also shows me the reflection that no one else can tell me um what to change like it's it's there for you on the mat and you have no place to hide yeah. Does that answer the question? Totally. You know, I'm curious how you decided what kind of yoga you wanted to do, because I feel like when people are first venturing into that, there's so many options and, and, you know, everybody's got their opinion on what works, but what was it for you that guided you in this direction? Well, first off, I didn't have a choice because <laughs> my, my friend only taught this style. So that's what got me the in. Also, from teaching, from a teaching perspective, not everything is for everyone. Mm -hmm. So this particular style is very good for people with overactive minds, for people with addiction, um, mm -hmm. for people with any sort of um, issues with, yeah, with any sort of issues thinking, but mm -hmm. also, and this is, this is the part that might be hard for people to hear if they've tried Ashtanga, is that it really is for everyone. It just depends on the teacher. Um, and that goes for any style, because you can have a really great style, and if you have a, a teacher that's not coming from a good place, um, then it can really ruin it for anyone. So Ashtanga for me was the best, um, and I and there was a, a point in time where I where I walked away from it because I moved and there was no teachers that taught that. So I did try other classes. It just had nothing the same because Ashtanga is 
it's a, they're set sequences. So you're doing the same poses every single day and you also have to memorize it and you start in a certain place and you add poses. So like you're going as far as your body can, can go. And also with a the teacher, they're saying like, oh, here, here's some more poses to work on because everything builds from the previous pose. So it really is for everyone in that way. But given the wrong environment, that strictness can have the opposite effect for people. Yeah. Mm. And I know because I've read about you, it was, you know, later in life, not when like a lot of people say I was a child and I, you know, always knew I was like my grandmother and I had these, you know, abilities. Um, you kind of discovered them. Did you discover them after you really started your yoga practice and started to turn inward to figure yourself out? Is that like, what was it like to realize that you are a psychic and you are a medium and you can be this conduit um, between both worlds? Like, what was it like at the beginning and how did it happen? So growing up, um, I've always had instances of, things happening and knowing they would happen beforehand. Um, but they were always played off as coincidences because that's what we were taught, you know, that's mm -hmm. kind of how we grow the society is. It was when I was married um, and we had a bunch of interactions where like I knew things were gonna happen and then they happened and I was like, see, 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 like I know, I know these things sometimes. And, and really it was me being afraid of myself. Um, but there was a time when, when, when my ex-husband and I went to a casino and like, I just knew it was going to happen and made him like, not an, like, it was like $1,500 or something. That's which like every psychic's dream. I mean, right? <laughs> go to the casino and uh, win big. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the thing was, was like, I thought it was funny. And then it kept happening and then at the at the point that he was like oh we got to keep doing this and then i felt pressure was when it shut off it was like nope see you later yeah and I've heard. Um, yeah so um as i got older um i had i had a interaction with a neighbor who passed away um in the middle of the night and that that really scared me because I didn't know what was happening. Why, why was he coming to see me? And I went outside and I saw, or I looked outside and I saw the ambulance and I was like, Oh my God, he just woke me up. And I was so afraid that I went back to, to my bedroom. And the next day I found out that he died mm. and that he woke me up because he wanted me to console his wife who I, we are all friends. And I was so scared at that point that, um, I didn't tell anyone that happened and I I held it inside until um until and yoga happened before that that was that was more recent that was maybe four years ago um so yoga really made my connection stronger and once I started meditating it really started coming on stronger it's just that it's when the channel isn't clear, it comes in in weird ways. And it kind of comes in mixed in with your thoughts, your own thoughts. So you can get information, but then your mind is like, 
oh, that's not what it is. It's something else. And then you kind of just play it off as something mm -hmm. else and you ignore it. Like how many times have you, are you at a stoplight and are like something just pops in and yeah, and you, you're receiving information because you're open, but then our minds are like, oh no, that's, some, that's, that's not right. Or that's, that's nothing to pay attention to. Um, so yeah, yoga did help with, with connecting more. Um, and really, if we're going to go to the next thing, Sam, <laughs> um, it, my connection really sparked when I went to a, um, a workshop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah. it, Sari, your thoughts? Well, I wanted to know how you, you learned to differentiate between what you were receiving and what you were thinking. And then, you know, apart from yoga, what are some of the exercises that you do to, to tune in, to adjust your radar? Because I feel like you're not alone in this. There's, there are definitely people out there like you were we all, you know, have a little bit of sensitivity and it's kind of up to us how we, or if we choose to nurture it. So what was your process with that? Yeah, um, exactly. Everyone, everyone can do this. It's just, um, do, do you want to? Mm -hmm. Are you afraid? And then doing the work, doing the work. It's funny because I didn't actually know I was doing the work to get here. It was kind of a side effect, which I think is interesting because the moment people really try hard at something, you almost, you are creating a block because you're trying too hard. And that's a very valuable lesson I learned through yoga was, was when I would get a new pose, I would try really hard at it. And the only time that it came easy was when I gave up trying. Mm. So, um, so yes, do the work, but also mm. have no attachment to the outcome. Mm. Um, there's like a fine balance in, in between those things. But this is another reason why I love Ashtanga because there's Ashtanga means eight limbs um, in Sanskrit and the eight limbs really are the framework for being connected. It's just that nobody really teaches all of the eight limbs because asana or the yoga poses are the third limb and people pretty much stop there. Or they might go to pranayama, which is breathing mm -hmm. techniques. And then that's definitely where most people stop teaching, um, at least in this country. And in other countries, um, there's the people that teach like meditation or concentration or like the very, I mean, if you want to say the word guru, um, they're almost kind of stereotyped in like mm -hmm. old, older sages or old old men you know living in an ashram those type of things and really while that's all true it, it also is not necessary to go through all of those lengths like you don't i never went to india um i didn't go to a special teacher for any of these things um i i did have a very brilliant they're telling me i'm getting off track um, um <laughs> No, you're good. I love this. Yeah. Things that you can do. Um, uh, any sort of physical, physical practice, any sort of practice that gets you out of your head, um, which is a physical thing. I needed that 
I needed a physical thing because that's tangible, you know, mm-hmm. as humans, it's very tangible. Um, and then the pranayama or the breathing techniques um, really kind of sparked it. And with Japa meditation. So there's many different types of meditation. But whenever I, when I did readings, um, when I was very, when I was a lot more clear and it was easier, everyone's like almost prescription included some form of meditation. Mm-hmm. So it is different for everyone. Um, it, it's as unique as we are as individuals. So is the way in which we find the path to that, those things. So, um, I, I do Japa meditation, which is a mantra with mala beads. Um, there's meditation, you know, with guide, guided meditation, but also sitting with yourself with nothing going on, mm-hmm. um, physically around you or, you know, watching movies, or it could be reading a book or it could be jogging. Um, because it's very, it is very different for everyone. Um, but I, I can't not forget food as well because food is nourishment for our body. And if we, if we don't eat clean, then it will create some blockages too. Interesting. So I wanted to touch on, because I, I've watched some of your videos to the interviews that you've done with Teresa on her show, um, and I find the way that you connect with, I don't know, whoever it is that you're talking to, like, very interesting, because it's almost like you have an annoying, like, mother or father or someone that's like, no, no, like, you're doing this, like, you're doing that. Um, not annoying, but you know what I mean? It's like literally like someone on your shoulder that's like constantly talking to you. So, because I was just watching today and it was like the guy, I don't know. I saw him as a guy. I don't know why um, your spirit guide or whatever it is. And you were saying in one of the videos of Teresa's that, you know, he was telling you that I'm not, I'm everything and I'm nothing. And, you know, he was trying to explain who he was. Um, that was very, very interesting. So do you know who this being or what it is like how can you and is it one person like how can you explain it um I knew this question was coming and I'm very (laughs) glad asked it so it it depends on the question that you're asking it also depends on where I was at the time that it was asked because just like let's see So there's many layers to everything that exists. There's layers and patterns um, throughout everything. So the dimensions to which I was able to connect with only can go to where I am at any, at that point. So when I first started connecting, it was um, people that passed away, for instance. And so I couldn't really go any, any higher vibration um, until I, man, that's a good question. Really until I removed blockages and believed and accepted and understood that realm that I was reaching. And then I just kept going higher and higher and higher until at w- which point now, now I am, um, connected to source 
the universe or whatever you want to call it as a whole, which is everything and nothing. Um, they just showed me, and I say that, so this is, this is why I'm glad you said this, because we are all the same. We are, we, I am the same as you, you are the same as me. Um, we are all connected, but an easy way to, instead of saying like, oh, my, my Jennifer, my, the version of me that is on the eighth dimension talking to me at this point, it, instead of going through all of those different like labels, it's a lot easier for me to say they. Unless of course someone says, I wanna talk to my friend who passed away, his name is Jason, and then I say, okay, Jason, I would like to connect with you. And then I'm going, you know, I'm creating that line, like, Jason, I'm ready, let's, let's talk. And then I'm cre creating that line. So if I have a very specific question, then it will go to the person that is best able to answer that. And the best way to know that is to keep asking questions and, and, and ask, oh, who's answering this question? I don't question it anymore. I have no fear of who I'm talking to. I know that I come from a place of, of pureness. And so I have no question as to who's answering the questions. Mm -hmm. So it's like a hotline basically, but like you're just like tapping into whoever is there to answer the question, I guess. Yeah. And do you ever think Absolutely. you're talking to yourself? like to another oh, version I, of yourself? Yeah, absolutely, I have. Um, and that's very fun. <laughs> Does she ever laugh at you? Like, God, you know, you really just need to get a hold of it. Like, don't worry about that. I don't know why you worry about that so much. It's not important. Um, she, <laughs> well, before I integrated my higher self, before that was integrated, she played a lot of games on me. <laughs> which was the way that I had to learn because that's the way my mind works. So I like played a lot of tricks on myself to like get it because I'm highly skeptical. I am very, very skeptical. So I needed solid proof of everything before I was willing to accept it. And I'm still that way. I'm still like, I need proof. I hear you, but I need proof. And I, and I get the proof every time. So I still question it. I still want the proof, but I also don't question it because I know the history of it. You know, mm -hmm. it's almost, actually, it's kind of a messed up game, I guess. <laughs> but, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say my, my higher self in like, um, first off, the, the best way I learn is, is channeling it and then researching it later because I wouldn't, I don't accept things that I read as true unless I experience it for myself. Mm -hmm. So all of these things I've experienced first and then realized, oh, there's lots of other people that are experiencing and hearing and learning the same things as you, but I wouldn't be able to listen to them if I hadn't experienced it first. So there's a higher, there's a higher plane or a higher dimensional self of me that me and a couple of my friends did um, connecting with, and I'm like obsessed with food. 
and I don't, I don't understand, but I'm like, I'm always the one that has like pizza or like cupcakes. So that, I think that's funny. Like, I really want to know why I'm obsessed with food. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love that. I think that's a great thing to be obsessed with. <laughs> I feel you. Um, I'm actually really curious. What is the wildest thing that's ever happened? Like you were just saying you, you need proof of certain things. Um, what's the, what is the craziest experience you've had where you're like, I can't believe I predicted this, or you were able to really help somebody in a way that was just miraculous? Oh man, I feel like honestly, and this might, this might sound like a really easy way out, but, but every, I'm constantly blown away by every single person I talk to. Um, especially I have to say my friends can I say your name yes okay so I can she doesn't want me to talk about the experience but I can use her name my friend Leah um, was going through some stuff and it's also a little bit hard for me to be to do things when I know them you know because we have relationships but her the change in her, um, I really think about all the time because she really was in one place and now where she is, is a completely different place. And it wouldn't have happened if she didn't do her own work. Um, but to be able to help facilitate her change and growth um, really blows my mind um, that people to help people help themselves, they, they want to have to, they have to want to help themselves. So yeah, I'm, I'm blown away by her and her change. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, they, I know you guys want something more specific. Um, no, I love this. I think this is amazing too, because so much of what you do is about self love. And that's so important. I think that's something that people lose sight over. They want love from other sources. You know, they, they look to find it somewhere else in the most obvious place. And, and the place where you're, yeah. you're going to really be satisfied is within yourself. How do you, how do you encourage people to seek that out? Yeah, I really feel like that is one of my main purposes in, in life in this, in this realm is trying to help people find that within themselves. Mm -hmm. um, it's very difficult to come to that. And, and I think, I think that's part of why I chose this very dramatic first half of life upbringing mm -hmm. um, because I had to go through a lot of terrible things to find self-love and I think that if I'm able to do it like any anyone can because it was so difficult for me to find that and all I want is to help other people find that for themselves because once you do find that everything as cliche as it sounds everything that you're looking for really is inside of yourself there's a switch that goes on that you become unstoppable and you just feel like there's light everywhere and 
not that there aren't down moments because there are everything's fluctuating but man my life used to be up down up down up down up down and now it's really like you know mm -hmm. so I want to talk a little bit about because I know that there are videos with you talking with Teresa and um a couple other of your guys's little girl group it's so cute uh, you guys have this like really powerful friendship of all these powerful women, but what's going on right now in our world? Um, you know, it's one of the reasons we started this podcast because we were like spiraling and we're thinking, you know, we know, I'm getting into Jill's talking about, you know, we know that there is something else going on here. Like I feel as though even the most basic person that doesn't believe in much at all. I feel like even they, even though they might not admit it and they won't wear a mask, um, even they, you know, can feel like this is something greater than us that is hard to put our finger on. Um, and I and I did watch you channel one of your guides or whoever it is, and he had some some pretty interesting thoughts, which I'm going to be honest, some of which I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I don't know if I'm in that same line of thinking, but it <laughs> explain to me like what you think is going on, what your guides or whoever think is going on. And, you know, just try to make us feel like it's going to be okay. Hopefully if it is. Yeah. So that's a very, um, large question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I, what I keep seeing and what I feel like I should say is that what I believe right now and what I'm trying to prove to myself that is true. And so far I haven't seen anything to go against, but only to reiterate what I have been feeling is that, um, I don't know how, how weird this might sound, but um, that everything is happening at the same exact time. Mm -hmm. all, all of the things are happening. So like our past lives, are happening right now in a different dimension, in, in different spaces. They're all happening at the same time. And what I believe is happening is like, we're spiraling up in dimensions, um, not only on individual planes, but also as a planet and also as dimensions as well. So we're all trying to eventually come back to oneness and what that means is we have been very fragmented from from source and that everything has been pieced apart so many times that we are now in the space that we are living right now we are coming together um there's like a uh an enveloping togetherness and in order for that to happen there's the light and the dark right and we have very large fragments happening right now um that are deciding to come together and that can't happen without first the destruction of things mm -hmm. and so that to me is what's happening and it's not something to be afraid of 
it's something to embrace because ultimately what breaking down means is that things on the other side of it are way better. They're a lot more connected. They're a lot more embracing of each other, of the, of the blending between the light and the dark. Um, and unfortunately for people that are very much attached to fear and also attached to the, the physical things, that becomes very scary. Mm -hmm. and Does that make sense? Yeah, and something I just kind of wanted to bring up as a selfish, you know, going to get some advice from you, for me personally, and also I'm sure there's people out there that have been going through this too. So um, my brother, uh, whatever, I'm telling the world now, he was stupid and he, um, I had just gotten into town. Um, I'm in LA normally, but I'm here in Ohio for until this goes over. Um, and yeah, he went to a bar and people weren't wearing masks and, you know, it's like, and he wasn't that, um, he wasn't that big of a believer as far as, you know, this being so bad and it being so contagious, what, what have you. But yeah, so he, he contracted the coronavirus pretty quickly, um, after he went to that place. And, uh, you know, it, and I've been afraid, you know, I've had a lot of fear. And so the other, and he said, he's feeling better, him and his fiance, but I had, I've been very angry about all of it because he came and saw my mom and me who are both like high risk. Um, so the anger in me about him possibly exposing us, we got tested and we're fine. Um, but I was realizing that I'm getting so angry and so paranoid and putting out this like bad like energy. And I, and I told my friend who's very into all this stuff, I was like, I need help. Like I need to stop this because I think in my past, I have definitely perpetuated illness and, you know, scary things happening because of my fear and my anger. So it's like, how do you rein that in while also still, you know, wanting to protect yourself and your family, but without going totally nutso like I did the other day on him? Yeah. So first thing I, first thing I'm going to say is that our, our belief system trumps everything. So it affects your immune system. So if you believe that you're susceptible to it, you're actually increasing your susceptibility to it. Mm -hmm. um, and if, if you feel like you need protection, then that is also living in a state of, of fear. So the... <laughs> And this might sound cliche, but it is something that the higher dimensional beings gave to us is, is there's nothing to fear but fear itself. And that is a big concept to get over. I totally understand it. But if that is where you are, there's nothing wrong with that but you can't control what other people do. You can only take responsibility for your own actions. And placing blame on other people doesn't do anything except not let you be accountable for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're angry at other people, then I would ask, why are you angry at yourself? Hmm. If you are pointing the finger at other people saying they're not doing something, what are you not doing yourself? 
Yeah. Does yeah. that answer the question? Yeah. My therapist said the same thing and I'm like, I don't know yet. Oh, Sammy froze. She froze. Oh, am I back? Hello? No? Yeah. Yes. Lost you for a second. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, my therapist said the same thing, but I'm still like, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but you know, just like, I, I like to, um, humanize myself. I don't know people that don't know me or like watch our show, Sari or whatever, you know, and look at our Instagrams and see us on the red carpet back in the day. Oh, I miss it. Um, but probably think that we are so great and like we have it all together and like we know so much, but I mean, everyone's a mess. So many people are a mess and it's, you know, it's, it's very, it almost feels like when you, um, you build like a Lego set or something and you work so hard to build it. And then it just gets like, it falls down and it breaks. And then you go, okay, it's okay. That happens. Things happen. Then you build it again. And then someone tramples over it and it breaks again. And it like keeps on happening. And you're just pulling your hair out thinking, what, what can I do? Like, what's the lesson here? Um, but I mean, no, it makes a lot of sense what, what you have said, Jennifer, and just that, uh, and like, it makes me laugh oh, your higher you self. Cutting it out. We <sighs> lost you for a second. God damn it. My <laughs> Damn internet. Um, uh, all the know, unpredictable parts of being, you know. I know. I guess I can't blame virtually it. Virtually, no. Retrograde anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's over. You know, I do think, just to, just to piggyback on that, I do think we are all going through things individually and we're all going through things collectively. And on both ends of it, it's, it's the same cycle. It's the same thing all around. We are breaking down to build back up. as mm -hmm. tumultuous as it's been because it has been it hasn't been easy for anybody I don't care who you are or what you're going through this is this is just not an easy time um I feel like in looking back at this time we're gonna look back at this and we're gonna be like I should have used this time too gosh we were so lucky we were gifted this time to be able to be home with your family to be able to have these conversations like these are the things that you know like yes it's not always easy to look at the silver lining and all of this but there are these things that we are being gifted and we shouldn't be afraid to be grateful for it you know yeah yeah i i i've been having a great time i know that that might not sound sound good to some people but um, I just went traveling the country for two months. Like when, when could that have happened yeah. with, if this didn't happen? And also it showed me a lot about the whole country and, and that what's being, I don't watch the news unless I tried to check in for like a minute just to see like what's on there um, or if it's in passing by, but what's being shown is not what's happening in the country you know, and a lot of people that I've connected with are using, have been using this time uh, really, really well and in doing it to connect more or to start garden gardening or like do, mm -hmm. do things they've never done before because they have the time. Yeah. And then there are those others that are finding it very difficult to be with themselves. And also, which is really sad, finding it very difficult to be with their own families. You know, because everyone's so used to kind of like shoving them off to school and going to work, you know, and it's, it's very interesting how things have shifted, have been forced to shift mm -hmm. as a result, whether it's, 
I mean, I always say, even if it's bad, it's good. That's like something I loved to say because even if it's bad, there's still something good that's going to come out of it. And even in death, and, and I'm not afraid of dying. I personally think that I'm on the path of, of immortality besides being like reincarnated, like after that. Um, but even in death, it's like, I'm cool with that. If I have to come back, I'll do it again. And next time I'll remember more shit and I won't be afraid of myself so much, you know, because I've, 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 I've been reborn so many times in this life. It's like kind of impossible to forget any of this stuff. And there is a, you know, I'm sorry. I could really just no, keep talking. Well, I'm, I'm so, so glad. glad. Yeah, yes. I'm so Are we glad that you brought the same it up. Thing? Yeah, so because glad. I want to hear about your past life regression work. Like, am I frozen or oh someone? Wait, you're breaking up, Sam. Oh. We we're losing you. I'm here. Hello. You're frozen. Oh no. Oh no. My back. Okay, you're back. There's you're back. Such okay. excitement. <laughs> I was going to say, I want you to talk about your past life work, your past yes. life regression work that you, it's on your website and you do and, yeah. and how it, you know, do you feel or remember any of yours? Yeah. How do you tap into that? Man, so, and they're having me bring up from yoga again. So I, at a point through yoga where things were happening and I didn't have anyone to tell me what was happening. And through somatic experiencing on the mat, I knew that I was working through things, but I couldn't exactly tap into it and didn't know what was happening. My teacher was very nice and understanding in allowing me space to figure out stuff. Cause she was like, I don't know, but keep going, like do whatever you feel like you need to do. But once, once I, was working on things and and specifically with scoliosis um i was working through yoga to heal that and it had been changing over time and i got to the point where it started hurting a lot um the pain was unbearable and i felt the breakthrough was coming but i didn't know how to get through it and it got to a point where it was so painful that I couldn't really move much. And I had my boyfriend massage it for me because the muscles were so contracted. Um, and it was the only thing that I could think of. And thank God for massage school. <laughs> I spent a lot of money in just learning about the body and not working in the industry very long, but it was necessary. But he was massaging the area. And as he was doing it, I had a flashback of, of what was actually my parents. Um, my trauma with my parents while I was in the womb. Um, and when I went to this specific workshop to learn about resolving trauma through like a talk therapy type of thing, I went there and got more released in the same area. And it was the same sort of trauma, but it went back even further. And then, cause I never believed in any of this stuff, <laughs> did not believe in it, but I experienced it and I was like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. And 
then I had a past life where it was like, it was actually, it was actually generational. Sorry. It was generational. So then I went into my mom's life and there's a book that's called, they're saying me not to, okay. Um, yeah, I, so I worked on stuff in this life first and then went to generational stuff and I researched that to all hell. There's a lot of stuff out there that's really great work being done to prove all that, thank God, like science has finally proven all this stuff that generational trauma like is a thing. Mm -hmm. And I was on board with that. And then it was like, okay, now you're ready for the next, the next layer. And then went to past life stuff. Um, and then re being able to re-experience past lives through dreams first, because it was a little bit too scary. And I also didn't believe it. Um, so once I experienced it through dreams, I was like, oh, that I was re-experiencing that life 100%. And then as soon as I opened that can of worms up, the past life stuff just started, you know, pouring in. And the, the um, so I, I teach something called energy channeling healing. And it is the evolutionized version of Reiki. So it's an energy healing technique, but instead of Reiki where, and I, and I don't mean any ill will at all. I mean, 100% respect. It had to happen. Um, it was necessary for people to be accepting of, of energy in the first place. So without that, I wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff. And also I did, I have taken Reiki level one once and Reiki two and three no, sorry, Reiki one and two twice, <laughs> Reiki three once, because I, that's how afraid I was of myself. Um, anyway, so I, I downloaded this, this protocol from um, Archangel Michael, and he was the main guide I, guide I talked to for a long time. That was kind of my limit. And so I downloaded that, and it's, it's, been absolutely amazing to teach because seeing people change their belief systems and more about themselves and get more connected has been so beautiful to experience you know because we are so afraid of ourselves that sometimes it, it's really it really is hard to take that first step in looking in the mirror at yourself you know but um, where was I going with that? Well, can I ask, I just, something so simple, which is one of the reasons that we do this show too, you know, people say things like downloads and you're like, oh, right, yeah, cool, cool downloads. Like, like, what does that look like, sound like, feel like? Is someone talking to you? Can you hear their voice? Is it your voice? Like, how do you explain it? Yeah, I love the word download and I got that from Teresa. She, Teresa is my, like, she's my information gatherer and she's also a different, like I'm, I'm 42. So, um, she is, I think she just turned 30. So we, there's, you know, a difference in, in the made up age, but, um, yeah, so she's a little bit more connected. She watches all the, all of the stuff on TV. She watches a lot of things. So the word download came from her. And I love it, and I've heard other people use it, and it's the best word, because it really is like, okay, I'm getting all the stuff, downloading. Um, but for me, for me, 
it is, um, I get, I get all of the things. I get the feelings in the body, sensations. Um, I also get the words in my head and they come out. And I also see pictures in my head at the same time. And it kind of all happens at the same exact time or at different times, different things. So it's like information overload. And in the beginning, when I was trying to process it and integrate it, it was a lot harder to try to do all of those things at the same time. But just like with anything else, practice, practice, practice makes it a lot easier. Interesting. I'm curious. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say with, with the feeling sensations and with the pictures, but more of the emotion and feeling really helps me to identify who I'm speaking with Mm -hmm. and what that feels like. So I can feel if they're male or feel if they're female, but I can also ask, are you male or female? But once I understood that gender doesn't exist in a certain, certain dimension at some point, um, then it kind of got mixed up with all of the other dimensions. So now I'm like, I don't even ask if they're male or female. Female, I'm just like, oh, they, they have a masculine personality. Yeah, the energy. The yeah. Energy, definitely. Um, I was going to ask you about more about past lives and what do you, can you read that off of somebody? Like, what do you see for, for me and Sam in our past lives? Yeah, um, the first word I got was witch. Mm. Um, and do you want to go, sorry, do you want to go um, past lives or do you want to go generational? Um, or, both. Sorry. Yeah, let's take, I'll take your lead on it. <laughs> whatever yeah, whatever you you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So do you just want information or do you want to clear something or do you, what's your intention? Cause I could really do any of the things. Yeah. I mean, all, I'm curious to know more. I'm curious mm-hmm. just as to what vibe and if there's anything that you think needs clearing, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay. Um, let's see. Sorry. You, can you clarify with the wish? Sorry, you were burned at the stake, they're saying. You did something to help someone heal, and it had such dramatic effects on the person and their family. They were very thankful for the work that you did with them. Unfortunately, it scared someone else so much that they reported you to someone higher in charge and you were ridiculed until you were, well, I'll, I'll, I won't say those words, but you were, sorry, they want to keep, I'm not saying that word. Um, eventually you were burned. Yeah, so you are very gifted. Um, are you afraid of that? Uh, no, actually, I, I have had experiences where I, I, I definitely feel like I have some witchy ways. <laughs> yeah, that, let's yeah. see. There's something else in that life that needs to be brought forward if you want to do that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. In that lifetime, 
you left a piece of your heart behind. Mm. It was left with the little boy that you helped to heal. You felt very sorry for him because of his illness. He was unable to hear or see things. And as a result of helping him, he completely healed both his hearing and his sight. It made his parents very thankful, but they were also very scared because it completely changed their life and their dynamics. You gave the little boy a piece of your heart to hold on to until the time you were ready to take that back and make your heart whole again. Sorry, if you want to retrieve that piece of your heart, first of all, do you believe that? Yes. Um, if you want to bring that piece forward, mm -hmm. I will share with you that it will cause a disruption in your life, but it is only for the better. If you want to hear how it will disrupt your life, we can speak about that before you bring it forward. Yeah, I definitely would want to hear. Okay. <laughs> the bringing forth of the piece of your heart that has been left behind mm -hmm. will change the dynamic between your mother and your father. That is because, sorry, I'm trying to analyze it. I'm, yeah. Don't apologize. I'm like, how is that so? Okay. The dynamic will change between your mother and father because they gave birth to you because they also were missing a piece of their heart. When you bring forth this peace back to yourself, they will feel like they don't have a piece of you because they will feel unwanted and not needed. Hmm. Are they very active in your life? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So they feel like we are, we are all intertwined. Yes. I'm like listening to this, like, oh my God. Yeah. Interesting. Um, let's see, how will that, so they won't feel as needed. Is that, of course, it's beneficial for them. Yeah, so when we, when we heal things and change dynamics, it's always for the good because other people need to be put in a place where they can also heal things. So obviously they had you for a certain reason, well, one of many, I'm sure, but there's a, there's a little aspect that once that is healed, then they will be forced to be like, oh, I guess I have to change too. But I also want to say that that is on the subconscious level or the higher selves know that this is all beneficial. It's just like what our physical 
manifestation wants to like put out there because mm -hmm. sometimes they don't match. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh. I think Sarah um, has a man coming in soon. That's all I have to say because <laughs> all the mediums and psychics and stuff we've seen, they're all like, she is a man coming. I'm like, okay, bring him. Well, when you, f the more of your heart that is pieced together, the more radiate, the more radiant it, it is outward, you know, it's like mm. a, a lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we do. It's just interesting that you nailed that. We all do the, the three of us. And I have my brothers as well. We, especially myself and my parents, we all, we have a very symbiotic relationship and we all do take care of each other. We all depend on each other so much. It is like we share a heart and it is, that is exactly what it feels like is that we just all have pieces of each other and we yeah. rely on each other to, to get by in a beautiful yeah. way. It's a very, it's a very good thing. <laughs> but, yeah. It, it feels good, but it also feels like it, it might shift. Yeah. Oh, Interesting. Change. What do you think? You want to bring it forward? I don't know. I don't know. This <laughs> Totally fair. Can I think about it? <laughs> My turn. It's totally. It's a. It's a little. You know. There's a little bit. I've never been very good with change. That's a really hard. <laughs> that's a really hard. I'm the worst. Nice to meet you. I'm the very opposite. Let's go. No, but thank you. Could, you. Thank know. you for being honest. Thank yeah. you for being honest. It's I totally mean. I'll probably call you after this and I'll be like, oh my gosh, can we, can we revisit this situation? It's going to take me a second to sit with it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. And it, it actually brings up a very good point is that I can only help someone go as, as far as they want to go. And there is a limit. Like the higher self will say like, this is all they're willing to do because they need to integrate. You know, so some people I could go two hours with and then they'll take a day to integrate it. And then other people I'll speak to for like 15 minutes and they need two weeks to process that. Yeah. So we're all, we're all completely different and it changes all yeah. the time. It always changes if, even with the person. What do I have to, like, what if you were just to like, what would I have to do? To bring it forward? Yeah. Um... You would need to, you actually need to revisit that lifetime and kind of re-experience, not kind of, you would need to re-experience it okay. and, and be in that place. So basically like, um, well, I guess it's called past life regression, but basically you would, you would have to go into that space and um, it feels like you would have to ask him to give it back to you and in a very, like you're very caring, I, I mean, you're, you feel exactly the same as you feel here. That's not always the case. Like you feel exactly the same in that light. Um, that you would just simply ask him, "Hey, thanks for holding on this, uh, holding the, holding on to this for me. Can I have? I'm ready to receive it back." Um, and that really feels like it. And Scary is yeah. like literally the most. I mean, she's just, she's so nice to everyone. And it's one of the reasons why she's such a good interviewer is just that like, she always speaks from her heart so much and, you know, does things for people, like, you know, gives the shirt off of her back, like whatever for 
anybody and I mean you might hold some anger inside but like I never see it like my anger sometimes comes out of my ears and people are like you know you need to have a better poker face when you're pissed at people and I'm like okay no you don't that's that's wear it wear it on your sleeve whether it's anger or you know being happy wear it that's what I do and so hopefully I'm thinking one day people will understand me but I'm sticking to it I love you, Sam. <laughs> I love you so much. Well, oh. you, uh, can you do? Can you do me? I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Is do you have an intention that you want to go into? Um, you know, it's kind of a a past life and also generational thing, and and you know, I don't know if um I don't know how you do it or if my my dad might pop in. He's a little you know he can be vocal, so if he does, let me know. But uh, yeah, like same thing, whatever you get. Okay. Um, is there is there something specific that you're trying to resolve in this life? I don't know. Um, I'm not quite sure. I'm trying to, you know, I, I am trying to figure out what it is. And um, I think about my dad a lot in that respect and what he was, you know, his life, he got cancer and you know, his life was cut shorter and he had a lot of the sim- uh, similar issues that I have. Um, and so I don't know, like if we're tied in some way, um, if I'm holding on to something that's like I've created in my head, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm getting anger because you brought it up a couple times, the anger. I hope um, he's not yelling at you. He's done Yeah. That. So so you you are holding on to some things that aren't yours and that's that's the dynamics that happen with families mm-hmm. is that when our parents and grandparents don't heal things they pass it down to us and then we hold on to them and they manifest and we actually don't even need to carry it mm-hmm. um we can help resolve it for ourselves and for them, whether they're still here or not. And it will change them, period. Mm-hmm. No matter what realm they are in. Um, do you wanna go into anger? Okay, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, Cause it doesn't serve you any longer. Like you don't need it. You don't need to be carrying it around. Um, Actually, I feel like I'm going to your childhood, if that's okay. Totally. I'm an open book. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Sam, there's something that happened when you were between the ages of two and three with both parents. And do you have a sibling, too? Yeah. And a sibling. Um, there was anger being shown in front of you that made you very confused as a child and you have not been able to let that go do you you first of all do you want to say anything about that do you remember or do you want me to just get into it you know I think that I've like I've blocked a lot of things out to be honest not saying like horrific things happened or whatever but you know when you're a certain age you kind of just Lock some things out. So, you know, but I do have like a very, anytime anyone raises their voice or something, like I go into complete, and then sometimes I imagine it actually. Like I think I hear someone yelling, like I'll be sitting peacefully outside and I'm like, who's yelling? 
and I like automatically kind of tense up. Yeah. So that, they don't want me to get into that. Um, yeah. So, well, I'm going, I'm going to anyway, your body, your body is re-experiencing what it hasn't been able to let go of yet. So each time that happens, it's as if you're reliving that same experience over and over and over again. So the person that's now, if you hear someone yelling, like you might not logically feel unsafe, but your body doesn't because it hasn't resolved the original cause of it in, in whatever, all of the lives or this life or whatever, yeah. whatever we're going. Um, let's see, to resolve this, there are, okay, so now we're getting into layers, and we can do side work, I don't know how long you guys want to do, so, um, they're telling me that there's three layers for this specific anger in this life for you, and then it feels like it goes generational, and also in past lives. So you see how it's like multi-layered. Mm -hmm. um, so there's three, three layers for you in this life. Right now, you are able to release two of them here and now. And the other one you can actually do on your own. I guess you're a fast learner. I've been doing some work, you know, I'm, I'm a little better off than I was a few years ago. I would just kind of pop off whenever. And when you said earlier uh, in the interview that you were very reactive, you know, um, I still am pretty reactive, but I've like toned it down like 60%. <laughs> Good. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a, a completely different life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good job. So the two layers that we will do now, they're going to have me help you in a very specific way. Sam, do you have regrets in your life? Yeah. yeah. What are three things that you regret that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, I've been thinking a lot about not studying abroad. I've always had such a fear of missing out or people forgetting about me or not you know and so like fear of doing things that would better myself in the sake of like other people not remembering me or caring about me so I have that regret and you know that links to other things um I guess another regret is um just in high school and and things like that you know I I, I have regrets about cutting people off so quickly um, I tend to do that. And, uh, you know, another regret would be to not uh, seize opportunities that I've had, like when I worked for big producers in Hollywood, that I could have come up with an amazing one sheet, an amazing plan for a new show, all these ideas in my head, and, you know, that I just didn't do it for some reason. Okay. Thank you for sharing. What if I were to tell you that all of your regrets are things that you are not supposed to follow through with. Make me feel better, I guess. <laughs> Let's see. Not only am I, and your dad wants to take responsibility for the one speaking, 
not only were you not meant to follow any of those things, but you are destined for something way bigger than that. If you had any of those things, you would have made your path a lot longer. Please understand that what you are about to experience is something that you have already experienced before because you have been in this place before. Does that make sense to you? I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, like, what, deja vu or, you know? Yeah, that. exactly. Well, is it, is it something bad? I hope not. I can't. I mean, I guess I can handle it, but I just don't want to. <laughs> so basically, from what I've gathered from channeling and personal experience is that we are reliving the same life as well, over and over. And we are constantly trying to make it better and make it better and make, they want to say the word whole, so make it whole. Um, so that's what they mean. And deja vu is re-experiencing something you've already experienced. So yes, you, it feels familiar because it is, because it did happen. Mm -hmm. And how do you so, make it, how do you make it whole and make, and not do the same thing over and over again, just because that is something that I've really touched on as far as looking at our world and our country and what's happening and looking at history. And it's like, we're just doing the same thing over and over again. And this just keeps happening like as a society. Yeah. So I feel like that's going into the like timeline stuff, um, which I'm still like, please prove more to me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I want to get back to you and, and where we're going, trying to resolve anger and going on this weird tangent. Um, okay, so is that enough information for you to, for yeah. that to make sense? For yeah. Experience? Yeah. Okay. And let's see. Actually, your dad's passing it off to a higher... Uh, hold on. I'm processing some stuff for you. Um, and I'm just going to explain what's happening for, because I'm, because I'm highly sensitive, I can process things somatically for other people. So I know that I'm taking on your stuff, but it's not mine. And once it works through, it goes away where empaths have a lot of problems because they don't know that they're holding on to other people's stuff and don't know what to do with it, and then kind of spiral downwards into depression and afraid of other people. Mm -hmm. um, can I ask what's processing now? What is happening is Jennifer is processing things for Sam and her father at the same time because Sam is clicking in her brain as we speak and is remembering things from other sources of information that are connecting together. There are things that she has been holding on to that is being worked out now. Okay. 
can we get back or are we? No, there's more. Sam, are you ready to release anger? Yes. And I, and I was trying to ask why we had to do that, but that's not fair to you because that's my own like analyzing and that, and I'm just telling you what's happening in my head now. Great. Sam, in order to get rid of anger, please close your eyes. Please go back to the last age that you can remember. What is the age? Five. When you were five, you were on a playground and you fell and hurt yourself. Do you remember that? Yeah. Go back to three and a half. Okay. You were wearing a dress and you didn't like the color and you hated the fabric. Can you see yourself there? Mm-hmm, yeah. Now we are going to go back to one and a half. You were very small. I want to say you looked like a boy, but I don't, I hope you don't take offense to that. Um, do, can you remember or put yourself in that child, one and a half years of age? Yes. Good, now we are going to go back even further to when your mother was pregnant with you. You were in gestation for nine weeks and eight, eight days, nine weeks and eight days. Why wouldn't you just say 10? <laughs> Sorry, that's analyzing. At this very specific moment, your mother was tired and didn't feel well. And your father was very upset with her. And what needs to happen is that your father needs to apologize to her. Wow, Sam, good job. You got to go back further than two. What we need Sam to know is that she took on stuff that is her mother's as well when she was in the womb. We are going to play this out for you, Sam, so you can release this. What needs to happen is Sam, you are going to be the mother. Jennifer is going to be your father. Are you okay with that? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh. Hello? I think yep, we there, you, there are. you are. My battery is not working. All right. You're here. I'm here. Why is my, let's see, my, it's plugged in. Okay. Man, what a terrible time to get knocked off. <laughs> like you're, you're in. We heard you. We heard you. Was so yeah, I was waiting. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to be, who am I on your father? And you are going to be your mother. Okay. 
What's your mother's name? Nancy. Nancy. He does he have a nickname for her? Does he have a name that he calls her? Nance. Nance? Nance, yeah. I am hungry and I wanted you to make me some food. Can you please do that? Um, no, I don't feel well. Why? Because I'm pregnant. <laughs> I don't understand. It's not that difficult to do. Well, I could help you, but maybe you can do it yourself this time. I'm sorry. Hmm. Wow, Sam, you're making them think. But I don't want to. I don't, I don't know what to make. There's some deli meat downstairs, um, some potato salad. You can... It's all there. I made it super easy for you. Just please do it. I just need to rest. Well, okay, I guess I can do that. I'm sorry you're not feeling well. Thank you. I'll go make my food. Great. <laughs> wow. Is that enough for the healing of that? It is because what had happened previously was that she did not tell him that he is capable of doing it himself. As a result of Sam working through that, she has been able to release the three layers that she was holding onto in this life. And next time she will actually be able to release more generational things coming from her father's side and also mother's side, but not, I'm getting your grandfather. So your mom's father too. Mm, sweet man. Um, so how are you feeling about that? Good, that was really cool. It was interesting. Oh. It's really cool because I was, um, my mom had a really traumatic birth with me. I was breached. So I came out um, upside down. And uh, they were like, well, it's definitely a girl, but uh, we're going to have to, you know, do some things. So yeah, it was traumatic in the falling and things like that. Like because of the breach, like my head when I was little, it was like kind of was misshapen. And like, I had to have a couple surgeries when I was younger um, because of it. Oh, wow. Oh my God, Sam, you need some, some birth stuff. <laughs> wow. Rebirth. That was, that was amazing. That was so Yeah, before my, my iPad's going to die and I don't know why plugged in, but I do want to, I do want to find out what is going to happen as a result of that work. Um, Sam, you will feel a better ease at being able to let go of people around you when they get angry you will be able to understand that they are not angry at you and that nothing is your fault. You have the tendency to think that you have done things to cause other people 
pain or other people to get angry at you and you are not to blame and this will start to get easier for you the more you process it in three days you will feel a lot lighter and less anger towards others that's cool i'm into that let's hope so yeah well jennifer i can't i mean sari this was like I know that we're both so incredibly thankful and um, I'm so grateful to you. I'm, I'm next time we talk, I'm, I'm probably going to want to die. Right? <laughs> it takes me uh, that just, I thank you for your gifts and yeah. thank you for sharing your time and your energy and your space and so much. All of thank it. you. Well, thank you to you, to you ladies for doing, doing this work too. Um, this, if you want to call it um, a side thing, it really like this is so necessary to get people to talk about this stuff um, because it's definitely not going away, right? So thank you for doing that and to continue um, continue doing that. And if there's anything I can do to help, please please let me know. I'm very thankful. Please tell our watchers and listeners where they can find you so they can experience, you know, what we have and more. You have so much that you offer. Thank you. I have a website, primaphiladelphia.com, P-R-E-M-A, philadelphia.com. Um, also on Instagram at primaphiladelphia.com. I also have energychannelinghealing.com, which is the, the modality and also just started zinniacollective.com. We are really trying, I have a, a great group of women and people trying to create um, kind of a whole new system for education, healing center, a, a completely new way of trying to help the world change for the better without power, money, and greed backing it. So um, there's a GoFundMe for that that we just launched. Um, so zinniacollective.com, and there's beautiful videos on there to watch um, and a lot more information for that if you want to be a part of that project. Thank you. Fantastic. And thank you all so much for joining us this week. And you can find us on Instagram at Spiritual Spiral Show. Also on YouTube, we're now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or basically everywhere you can find podcasts finally yay so please if you want to listen there and you can find myself sam davidson at samd43 on twitter and instagram and sari at the savvy scribbler we'll see you next week and thank you jennifer you were amazing thank you ladies